Welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, aka Red Sox Dugout, alongside Joey Nagel and Will McNamara. How are we doing? Doing well. Living. Yeah, so this episode's just straight on ranting. I just had a nightmare shift at work. The Red Sox are pissing me off. Chris Sale comes back, makes a nice start. Second start, boom, comebacker off the pinky, broken hand, probably out for the season. So not many things are going great for the Red Sox right now. Um, it is the all-star break, so that's one good thing is that we don't have to watch them lose right now because they're not playing. Um, so that's great. But, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. A lot has gone wrong and I'm not having fun right now being a Red Sox fan. Me neither. Can't be having fun right now. There, I don't even know where to start. We got blown out by the Yankees. It was abysmal, those games. Total blowouts. Um, and then obviously, as I mentioned. 27-3? And <laughs> I tried to just like, forget that it happened. Hey, we, we, we won a game out. somehow. Yay. We didn't do it against the Rays, so that's something. Oh, we also played the Rays recently. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that series. That was um, that was the most embarrassing display of baseball I've ever watched. Yeah, so we got swept in that one. Didn't know how to play defense. That was a mess. Not what you're looking for. That's brutal. Not going to do it. Uh, as I mentioned before, yeah, so this is just devastating for Red Sox fans and for the organization, the team itself. Your ace who you signed to this big contract after the World Series, it's the stud in your rotation. Obviously, he gets the Tommy John surgery. He misses so much time. He comes back for a little bit. He fractures his rib or whatever happens in spring training. Then, oh, no, he's going to miss the start of the season again. Finally, we get the excitement again. He's rehabbing in Portland, rehabbing in Worcester. He comes back, and then boom. Ball right off of his pitching hand out for probably the season with a broken finger, broken hand. It's just insane. Chris Sales, like how unlucky he is and how he just keeps finding himself injured in totally random and different ways all the time. And it sucks because this is a guy who's supposed to be the front of a rotation, the nasty ace leading the charge, and he just has been nowhere to be found on this team because of injuries. Yeah, when you say uh, probably out for the season, it hurts to say, but I think it's almost guaranteed a definite. He just had surgery on that pinky, so he's probably got a couple of rods, a couple of screws. They, like, realigned it and everything, so he won't be able to grip a baseball for, what do they say, four to six weeks? Four to six yep. weeks, yeah. Say four to six weeks. Best case scenario. Until he can grip a baseball. Which Where does that put you? That puts you like September. That puts that puts you in September, and that puts you back in Portland. Yep, it's just awful. And I it's feel just bad so annoying. Too. It's all freak accidents, and like Chris Sale hasn't been healthy really since 2018. He's been pitching through injuries and dealing with injuries for the past four years now, and like. I said before his first start against the Rays, I just want to see Chris Sale pitch well again. And he did, and it was fun. And then he just – it's a complete freak accident. Like 20 pitches in, first inning, line drive just finds his pinky. And um, the second that happened, I, I basically felt like the season was over, and I still feel that way. I mean, that's the thing, too, is all of his injuries, for the most part, are unrelated. Like the Tommy John, the rib, and then the hand, they have nothing to do with each other. He just keeps getting injured random just times and multiple freak occasions. Injuries. Freak injuries, exactly. And it's so tough. And another thing that makes it even worse is that first start where he came back, he looked really good too. It he looked did. like a different Chris Sale than we'd seen coming back from his past injuries. And there was a lot of optimism there that the Chris Sale was back. I, I completely agree. One of the things was for me was in that first inning and that first start, his velo looked a little bit down. He was 92 to 94, and I was a little concerned and then realized, you know, it's his first start back. And then out in the second inning, he comes back out with his 95, 96, starts ramping it up, and I was like, all right, that's that's the Chris Sale that we know. Really excited to see this for the rest of the season, and then – Sunday against the Yankees. See you later. Yeah. 
I mean, the Red Sox, the injury plague doesn't stop with Chris Sale. As you know, Michael Walk had been out. Uh, Nathan Valdi just came back. You also just lost Trevor Story now to a hand injury. You Raphael Devers got injured. He wasn't on the IL, but he got injured before the break. Um, it's insane, again, how all this stuff just keeps snowballing and getting worse. And when it rains, it pours with the Red Sox right now. And it's and of course it's, it's boring. It's boring. Yeah. 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 I mean, one way to sum up the Red Sox right now is that stupid, stupid play from Tampa where Strom takes one off the arm, d- sees the runner standing safely at first base and decides, ah, why not? Let's just fire it, see if we can get him. And then that goes up the line. Franchi just lobs the ball into the infield while Vasquez is trying to call time. Um, yeah, I feel like that's a very accurate representation of how it feels to be a Red Sox fan because I remember watching that game my I had I was speechless when it happened and um I still probably haven't recovered emotionally from it and then um another just kick down low was the next inning you're only down one Verdugo hits a leadoff double gets to third base with nobody out and decides you know what I don't want to be here anymore I don't want to play baseball anymore and gets picked off and that, that was the most angry I've been watching the Red Sox in years because they did not want to play, and they do not want to play right now. It's so painful. It's embarrassing. Whatever they're, they're doing out there on the baseball field is just awful, and it's and tough it to watch. It's, it, it does. They keep finding new ways every night to like outdo themselves and do something even stupider than the night before. And then you bring in... Ryan Brazier and Jake Diekman against the Yankees. And what happens? Boom. Eight, po- eight points. <laughs> eight runs. Like, like, come on now. I, it's like, <laughs> it's like they want us to, they're pushing us to see like what our real will to live is right now, because Jake Diekman and Ryan Brazier, I just want to call them out right now. They suck. Both of them. Yep. 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 Big time. Big time. They want the Sox to sell at the deadline, and they're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> That's Honestly, the thing. I is feel like, like right now the only option is sell. I I agree with because that. I mean, whatever we're doing right now, it ain't working. Not working. It's and not competitive baseball. Big moves need to be made, and we need to sell. Yep. Well, you got a lot of free agents at the end of the off season, or at the end of the season. I have them right here. You got JD, Evaldi, Vasquez, Waka, and Kike. You know, so those are a lot of guys right there. And if you decide to trade some of these guys, like, you know, JD, Evaldi, Vasquez, all of those would be possibly the top trade pieces at their positions. So there's value there. There's a lot of value there. And, you know, I think the next two weeks, the Red Sox front office needs to sit down and and really um, decide what they want the team to look like next year. Because if you don't envision, you know, Michael Walker or JD Martinez, Christian Vasquez being on this team next year, you have to trade them. And it sucks because, you know, we're not far out of a playoff spot, but the way they've played the past two weeks, they're just, you know, it's back to April. So, you know, maybe June was a fluke. Like, you know, this team, may have hit its ceiling last month and it's all downhill from here. So um, they still got time. They have two weeks to prove it, but like right now you got to be in cell mode. What's so frustrating is we have good players and they're just making so many mistakes that it's negating that fact. Like it, it, you'd think that, Oh, maybe they don't have a bunch of star talent on their team. That's why they're not doing well. No, we have some of the best players in the league. We have the starting all-star third baseman for the AL. We have Xander's an all-star JD's an all-star Nick Pavetta had been pitching great. Like we have a bunch of really good players. There's just so many mistakes happening on all sides of the ball at all positions. Um, and it's, and it's also guys that we've talked about in the past, like the gaps, like Franchi doesn't know how to play first base. That's very apparent. And Neither that's been a disaster. Dahlbeck has not been much better either. And so the defense is a problem and you can't be that competitive when your defense is making stupid mistakes like that. See, you look like a little league team out there. I think one thing to note though, when you notice 
all of our star talent. You know, we have Devers, we have Bogarts, we have JD, we have Pavetta. Waka's been great. I just think we have great players, but they get offset by the rest of the team who have been playing worse than our good players have been playing well. I mean, Bobby Dahlbeck's not a major league player right now. No, he's not. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Uh, You're right, Will. It makes me think of this. I can't remember who it was at second base a couple years ago. He was, like, trying to field the ground ball, and he, like, made an error or something. And Xander just kind of, like, looked at him like, I hate you. How could you mess that up? That kind of feels like the whole team right now is just guys like Xander and Rafi are just looking at everyone else like, what are you guys doing out there? Like, (laughs) come on. This is ridiculous. It's so sad. Like, it's it's awful. Yeah, and the most frustrating part of this whole thing is – you know, you're, you know, you might be nearing the end of an era with guys like JD yeah. and Evaldi, guys who have won World Series with you. And, you know, if you're not careful, you're going to lose Xander Bogarts and maybe even Raphael Devers. Like, that's not an overreaction at this point, which is scary because it, the, the energy and the vibes are just so bad right now that I, you know, how can you see Xander Bogarts willing to stay here? when the team keeps lowballing him and we found out today that Raphael Devers was offered an eight year, $168 million deal. Like, yeah, Matt Olson's really good, but he's not Raphael Devers. You cannot use him as a, as a benchmark for, for a top five player in baseball. And what I've been thinking of the past few days is this ownership group, this team had a top five player in baseball and let him go for nothing really you know they they lowballed him so much to the point where he just did not want to be here anymore and if you make that mistake twice in the span of two and a half three years that's just unacceptable no you're right the stupidity does like the stupidity doesn't stop at the field for the red sox it spreads into the ownership management it is insane how bad they are at retaining players like you got the all-star game going on right now and then you see Mookie Betts reuniting with all the other Red Sox guys. Like, how did you let that guy go? And now you're in a position right now where you're probably going to lose Xander Bogarts and likely Rafael Devers too at this point when you're going to offer Rafael Devers such a low ball offer. They compared him to Matt Olson's eight-year, $168 million extension as the basis for their discussions with Rafael Devers because they saw him potentially as a first baseman. Like, they didn't think he'd stay at third. But even if Rafael Devers is a first baseman, he's still way better than Matt Olson, and he's not a first baseman. He's shown that he can stay at third base. So that comparison is totally irrelevant. I think you tweeted out, Joey. I saw that you said that he should be compared to like Fernando Tatis Jr. and players like that who are stars at their position. And one of the Rafael Devers is one of the most elite hitters in the game of baseball. It's he's shown it year after year, time after time. There is no question about that anymore. He is the guy. He should be in a Red Sox uniform the rest of his career. And if the Red Sox find a way to mess that up, then I don't know. I don't even know what to say. That is bonehead stupid. I say that they've already done that with Mookie Betts. So to do it twice is out of this universe stupid. And that's what they're trending towards right now. David Ortiz said it last week. He said, pay the man. He he wants to see Devers with this organization for the rest of his career. And Dever said it too. He said it multiple times. He they wants want to, to stay here. Of Both Sox. of them do. They want to stay here. And it's just ownership, not wanting to pay them when they have money to spend. They like have the, the David money. There's Price no contract excuse. comes off the books. You're the Boston Red Sox. You, like you just gave Trevor Story all this money. And yeah. Raphael Devers is twice as good as Trevor Story. Yep. That's how good he is. Yep. It's just unbelievable to think that they can base that offer off of Matt Olson. Because if you think about that, that's the Red Sox front office comparing Matt Olson to an all-star starting third baseman, the best hitter on our team, and basically the face of the franchise right now. Yeah, like Matt Olson's really good, but he's a good player. Raphael Devers has been maybe the best hitter in baseball over the past three years. Yep. All he does is just rake. And he's become a third baseman. Like 
I've seen it this year. Like he passes the eye test. He looks comfortable over there. He's making rangy plays. He has a really good arm. He's finally starting to control it. Like there's no reason that this guy isn't going to be a third baseman for the next 10 years. Just for a record on the uh, Matt Olson comparison, Matt Olson isn't even an all-star this year. Um, not like that matters a whole lot, but he's also not even the, in the top three best hitters on his own team. Rafael Devers is in the top three best hitters in the league and without a doubt the best hitter on our team right now. It's not even comparable, and it's stupid that they use that as a base for discussions. It's ridiculous. Rafael Devers is in the MVP watch right now. Yes. The he's most a higher award than Aaron Judge. Player, and you're offering him $21 million a year. Twenty oh, yeah. prime. Also... Also, exactly in his prime. Also, though, he did this last year, too. This is just who he mm-hmm. is. This isn't anything new. This, this isn't, isn't a breakout, breakout year. year. This is, this is who just he is. He did it last year. He did it in 2019 as well. Like the past, And guess what? He's only going to keep getting better. He's 25 years old. Like That's what baffles me because he's been here. This is his fifth season. He's 25. And he's proven that he is a top three player in the game. Like It doesn't... Like you're stupid not to give this man a blank check. You give him whatever he wants because this is your this is the face of your franchise. This is the guy that's going to sell you tickets. If you let this guy go and replace him with some scrub that you try to sell to the fans as as you know like a really good player or whatever, I don't care who you you try to replace him with. It's not going to work because there's no one out there that can really replace Raphael Devers. Not going to be the same. Not even close. I just keep going back to the Mookie deal. Like you just can't do it twice. You drove like, the Mookie fact that they to the did point it once was absurd. Out. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't let that happen twice. Like people well, still talk are. about Mookie. I go to Red Sox games and I hear people talking about, oh, like I wish they still had Mookie. Like I wish I saw him. They see Mookie on Dodgers games and they're like, oh, I miss that dude so much. Like it's so ridiculous that we're even talking about this right now. He should be locked up for the future already. And it. It's so painful as a Red Sox fan when you already had this happen once and you're on the verge of happening of it happening twice. And you can count Sandra Bogarts into this also. You can have it happen twice at the same time for three total times. This is ridiculous. That's what I was about to say. Um, you know, you, you can't let them do it twice. And even if it doesn't happen to Devers, it's going to happen to Bogarts. So yep, they yep. will have done it twice because – yeah. What do you what do you think they're doing if they're offering Devers one sixty eight? They're gonna offer Bogarts less. And didn't they offer Bogey four for ninety or something? Yeah. Something stupid. That's yeah. atrocious. Someone deserves to be kicked. But yeah, why, like at this point, I think they're the front office is literally just embracing the fact that Bogarts is gone. They just drafted five shortstops. Five. This is also after they drafted a first or their first overall pick was a shortstop last year in Marcelo Mayer. Yeah, and he's also the top shortstop prospect. Yeah. And they and signed Trevor, Trevor Story. Another. And they Why signed Trevor know? Story, a shortstop. Trevor Story. It it's it's really frustrating as a fan the the degree to which they're just disrespecting Xander Bogart. It's disrespectful. Who has been the captain of your team? This is his ninth season. And, you know, year in and year out, he's always carried himself with class and dignity, no matter how good or bad the team was. He was a mainstay. He was a leader. And to really just kick him to the curb at this point, where he's still one of the best hitters at the shortstop position is really just so disrespectful. This is someone who who should be with the Red Sox the rest of his career. He should be someone who mentors Marcelo Mayer any of these other shortstops that you've drafted, he should be someone who leads this team because I know he's willing to move positions when that time comes, but the time hasn't come yet. So you let him play shortstop. And it's mm-hmm. just, even if you lowballed him with this first contract, he is an opt out. Obviously he's going to use it because he took your hometown discount already. Now you give him his money. Look, they, the they owe him all of the respect in the world for what he's done for their organization. You talked about it, Joey. Like, obviously, he's been the cornerstone shortstop for this team for ages, and he's been a leader on this team. But when 
things were going bad in 2020 with Ron Renneke and that whole thing. Xander Bogarts was the guy after games talking to the media and being held, holding himself and the team accountable for what happens out there on the field. He was like, yeah, we got to do better, blah, blah, blah. He's the guy talking to the media after games. He is a leader for this organization, and they owe him way more than what they've been giving him and what they're probably going to end up giving him, which is nothing. He's the only remaining player, the only active remaining player from the 2013 World Series team. Mm-hmm. He's been in Boston for nine years. He's won two rings. This is his home. He's been a leader on this team for nine years now, and you're not going to pay him. The absolute disrespect is just unbelievable. I think it is totally fair to say he is already a Red Sox legend, Red Sox Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. It, his number should be retired. He should be here the rest of his career, and his number two should be hanging with the rest of them. But I feel like at this point, it's going to have to take a miracle for them to for them to yeah. uh, re-sign him or like a complete change in philosophy. Like you know, you got to hope for the best at this point because I feel like it's a two for one deal with Devers and Bogarts. I feel like because they're buddies. Yep. You know, if you if if Devers sees you treat Bogarts well. He's going to want to stay, and it's probably going to save you some money. There are so many different ripple effects to this. Like, if you let those guys go, it does so much for the organization in so many bad ways. Alex Cora loves those dudes. So, you're going to upset your manager, which is going to affect the team chemistry. Like, the dudes on the team are going to be like, why do I even want to play here? Like, they did, they disrespected two of the best players they have. Like, what, what do I mean to them? What are, why are players going to want to come to Boston when they see that, oh, they traded Mookie Betts, they lost Raphael Devers, they didn't pay Xander Bogarts? They're going to be like, well, why do I want to go there? Like, obviously, they don't really want to retain their players. They're just next guy up. Let's keep it moving. Let's not pay anyone. It's just bad for the organization every way. I just don't I don't see the business plan because if yeah, you think about do. it, it doesn't even make sense they're, in any way. Yeah, they're trying How are you to, gonna sell tickets? They're trying <laughs> to keep their money and they don't keep these players. Where are your ticket sales gonna go? No one's gonna come to games. What's the goal here? Like I mean what I does think someone, not signing Raphael Devers do for you positively. It lets literally nothing. There's no Let positive outcome. Jim Henry shell out some extra money to Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby. I have so, a conspiracy. Yes. <laughs> Pulling the strings is part owner LeBron James getting his hands in with the Red Sox, making some bad moves. It all has gone downhill since LeBron became a part owner. That's my conspiracy. He's yeah. he has bad influence on this team. It's all LeBron. No, he wants the he wants his end goal is to move the Red Sox to LA. He wants three (laughs) LA teams. Realistically, is this more on ownership or Heim Bloom, do you think? I think it's on ownership because they're the ones signing the checks at the end of the day, and they're the ones who made Heim Bloom trade Mookie Betts. Mm -hmm. And you know, this whole thing started before Bloom got here because they low they were the ones who lowballed Mookie Betts, who's not to tell you that they were the ones who lowballed Raphael Devers, who lowballed Xander Bogarts. Like, you know, the good thing in this situation is you still have time to fix your mistakes and you still have time to learn from the mistake of Mookie Betts. But, you know, ultimately, you're really going to have to make that decision in the next two weeks because Bogarts has a no trade clause, but, you know, he'll probably waive it if things keep going downhill. So if you trade him, you're admitting defeat. He's gone. He's never coming back. And now you just made retaining Raphael Devers a whole lot harder. Yeah, like Joey said, ownership, they're the one that signs the checks. Heimblum is going to them and getting the offers that they can give their players and then giving them to the players. He has no say in what these offers are. I mean, he has a little, but the owners are the ones that are saying, all right, this is how much money we can give you for this player. This is how much money we can give you for Bogart's endeavors. Make it work. They're I just want to know the direction that, that they're trying to go. They're valuable. Yeah, I don't understand the direction. I don't understand the vision at all. Because, you know, you're letting these guys walk. 
possibly, but you're paying guys like Trevor Story. So, you know, like the next two weeks, you're really going to – I'd like to know what what this team is going to be, what this organization is going to be for the next five years because, you know, if if you get rid of guys like Evaldi, like JD, guys who want to be here, I, I just don't know. It's a frustrating time because – at the same time, you know, the Sox are only a couple games out of a playoff spot. And we've seen it earlier in the year that, you know, they're capable of it. But is, you know, this just, you know, fairly average team going to be the reason that Xander Bogarts and Raphael Devers don't want to play here anymore? It really does make no sense the more that you think about it. Like, Rafael Devers is so young. He's the exact guy that you try to like groom, the guy that you try to trade um, an expiring contract for prospects for. Rafael Devers is the kind of prospect that you try to get. You have him right now. So it doesn't make any sense to me to trade him to like you're also in a spot where you have the expiring contracts of Nathan Ovaldi, JD Martinez, Xander Bo or um Christian Vasquez. So you have those guys and those contracts potentially clearing. I don't really think they're going to resign any of them. They could possibly trade them. Regardless of that, if you lose those guys, you still have Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers, who you can pay then. But like that, that's the part of it that makes no sense to me. Is it's not like we're in a money crunch. We have so much money coming off the books, so much money being freed up. There's just no excuse to not give those guys that money. You can even trade. J.D. Martinez at the deadline if you want to, or Nathan Avaldi or Christian Vasquez. You could trade all those guys and sell. Go full sell and still keep Raphael Devers and have some kind of direction that still makes sense. You can sell those guys and be competitive next year. That's the yeah. thing. Those are your cornerstone players. You have to pay them like it because those are the guys you, you want to build around because we've seen it. Baseball teams aren't really built through free agency. It's built through the farm. It's built through the guys that you bring up that you keep because those are the ones that ultimately, you know, define a team. <laughs> like Mookie Betts and Rafael Devers, both homegrown yeah. guys that we brought up and did amazing things for us. And then we just failed to keep them. Didn't check that box. Another thing that kind of sucks that we really can't control about why this team is so average, like record wise is the AL East. If you think about it, we play the majority of our games against the AL East. What is it? 86? Play 19 games against each team? Yeah. So 86 games out of 162, we play against the AL East. We are currently 0-10-1 in every series that we've played against the AL East teams this year. That's a guaranteed... 20 plus losses just within AL East teams right there. We have not won a series against an AL East team. Not it's even July. one. We haven't won a series against an AL East team. Not even Baltimore. Yep. Wow. It's and just, just for the record, it's scary to think about. The Yankees are 10 1 and 3 against the AL East in series. So. Speaks to their success. And the importance of winning against teams in your division. Why do you think they're 15 games up from the team in second? <sighs> yep. And, like, the thing is, you know, the Sox have been good against everyone else outside the division. Yep. But as we, as we can see, it doesn't really matter if you, do, you, know, if you don't win in the division. Gotta and division they're not showing signs of turning that around. Like, it's hard to be really positive about that because they always find ways to mess up games against Toronto and Tampa and Baltimore. They just played down to them. And, you know, as we saw this weekend, the Yankees just steamrolled them. Mm -hmm. Last time we recorded, we were in second place and things were decent. And now we are in fourth place. And we were talking about, and all we that happened was we buying. played division teams. Yeah, we were talking about who we should get at the deadline, who we should buy, and now we're talking about who we should sell, who's going to get traded. That's how much things can change. That's how fast things can change when you play as stupid as you play. I don't know. And I, I don't even race. know what to say at this point. It's so 
discouraging as a Red Sox fan because this isn't really new for us. I feel like this is very similar to what it was like the past few years, aside from last year. Last year stands out. Um, it's just it's not fun in any way. No. It reminds me a lot of 2019 where, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, obviously those the expectations were really high on that team, and there was one gaping hole that was closer. That's still a problem here, except it's more with middle relief. It's just like they're so close to breaking through, yet so, so far close. at the same time. It's so frustrating how close they are and how easy it almost seems. Like, it doesn't seem that hard to fix it all. Like, just actually give Devers the money he wants. Step one, Jason as a GM, step one. Number two, get a real closer. You've needed it since Craig Kimball. Just do it. Just do it. Who cares who you have to trade, what you have to pay? Just do it. It will win you games. Fill the little gaps. You don't even need stars to fill the gaps. You need gap fillers to fill the gaps. Major league talent, not losers who shouldn't even be in the MLB. And they just seem to ignore their problems. And one problem to- like pops up, they put a super temporary solution to it. They toss a little bit of electrical tape on it, like that's going to hold. And then the water bursts through the boat again, and now we're sinking again. They just fail to address the problems that need to be addressed and to address them right. And it is unbelievable how bad they are at that and how just it seems that they're just tone deaf and oblivious to these problems. They, they just talk about how, oh, well, like we have good guys on our team and we should be playing better. Well, you're not playing better, and you got to do something about that at some point. How many times this year, if you were to have to guess, have you seen a lead blown in the ninth inning? It almost well, feels like we, the majority of games. It I does. feel like it happens the, all, the night, all the time. Actually, Friday against the Yankees. Tanner Houck. <laughs> There's one. That's the second time this year that the Red Sox have blown a lead in the ninth inning because a pitcher overthrows third base. That's a ridiculous Think about guy. that. Like, Salamora did it against the Orioles, and they walked off on us. And I'm thinking of all of these. Like, we lost the game to the Rays in early April when uh, Kevin Kiermeyer hits a walk-off home run. Jake Diekman against the Blue Jays. George Springer walk-off home run. It just keeps going and going and going. It's the same guys every night that are losing you these games. You know, and they don't do anything about it. Like Franchi Cordero, here's a here's a stat for you. His last 16 at bats, guess how many strikeouts he has? I believe it's 14. 15 strikeouts in his <laughs> last 16 at bats, and they they still play him. And Bobby's not much better right now. You also got Jackie out in the outfield stinking it up. Like, yeah, the defense is great, but the dude's weighted runs created plus is 16. He is 84 percent below league average as a hitter. Like the. You know, it's the same guys, and it just drives me nuts. They're the reason this team can't break through. It, and it's not like these solutions are hard. You have answers, and you, you don't just continue to overlook analytics. them. Ref Snyder should be playing more than JBJ, and that's just a fact. You don't yeah. need advanced analytics to know that stuff. You don't need advanced analytics to know that your bullpen sucks and that you can't close out games. Like That's just so obvious. I don't know how they don't recognize that. It's unbelievable. Except for John Schreiber. Yeah, Scribbles has been amazing. Beast. Love Scribbles. I I don't even know what to say at this point. I feel like we've had these kind of podcast episodes and these kind of conversations so many times. It feels like a broken record just over and over the same old thing. It's a repeat. They just refuse to do anything about it. Just over and over and over. Maybe one day. Maybe one day we'll actually have some gaps filled and things will be better. But right now it's just more pain after <laughs> night after night. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get sick of these therapy sessions that we're having right now. Literally. Like, come on. We shouldn't have to have them as Sox fans. You're supposed to enjoy sports. They're supposed to be fun. You're supposed to watch these games and not hate everything and want to die. Like, I want to actually <laughs> enjoy watching the Boston Red Sox play baseball. Yep. But no. Sunday. I mean, it's it's so bad when every post that the Red Sox make, every single comment says, pay Rafi, pay Xander. Nobody cares about the games right now because 
they just continue to show their incompetence. And like, like people are worried. We're worried because this may very well happen. And if it does, you know, how do you continue to love this team? We'll find Honestly, a way. You can't. But, it's so hard. Yeah. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but it's just so worth repeating. When you lose Mookie Betts, the face of your team, you can't lose the next face of your team and then the next face of your team just because you're refusing to spend money. Like, that is not who I grew up rooting for. That's not the team that I fell in love with. That's just not the Boston Red Sox. And that doesn't fit in this market. You go to Fenway Park, you walk the streets of Boston, you talk to any Red Sox fan, who like whoever it is, they do not align with whatever this team is right now. They, like... This market is so huge. Boston fans are probably some of the most passionate sports fans in the world. And the fact that their organization refuses to keep their star players, it doesn't add up. And people are going to lose interest and it's going to be hard. It's a slap in the face of the fans. It is. And who are the fans? They are your consumers. They are the people buying tickets, buying jerseys, buying merchandise. They are the people paying you. We're the people giving the team money, and we want them to use our money to pay Raphael Devers, and they're not. I feel like we should go, like, the Green Bay Packers, how, like, the fans own the organization. I feel like that's what we need in Boston. Yep. Like, in all seriousness, like, professional sports, it's entertainment. Mm -hmm. That's the whole thing. And if you can't entertain your fans they are not going to give you money. Yep, yep. I've noticed it this year. Like, Fenway's not selling out every game. Nope. Yeah, it's crazy. It's kind of weird. And, you know, if you lose these guys, it's only going to continue. No one cares about the Red Sox, almost. Like, people I've talked to, uh, I don't know, like family members, coworkers, whoever, who used to follow the Red Sox, they just don't really know what's going on right now because they're just not really interested but one of my coworkers at work, I always talk to him. He says, like, I used to watch the Red Sox every night. Now I just don't care. He's like, they're going to lose Xander. They're going to lose Rafi. There's no point watching them. I'm like, I don't blame you. That's where we're at right now. That's what happened to me on Sunday. Chris Sale took that pitch and walked off the field, and I walked right upstairs. Yeah. I turned that game off right when it happened. Done. Yep. It is so painful. And I think that it is 100% reasonable to say that John Henry needs to sell this team. Yeah, I mean, he used to be a really passionate owner. He used to go out and get these guys. He shelled out so much money in the past. And, you know, he you could tell he loved the team. And I don't know if it's because of the Penguins in Liverpool that, you know, his love for the team has fallen off or his attention has gone elsewhere. But if it has, you know, there's there are people out there that care about this team that are willing to put up their money to make these things happen. So, I mean, I think if you lose Raphael Devers and Xander Bogarts, I would, I would publicly say and I would fully support John Henry selling the team because it's inexcusable. And I think that if an owner does that, he should sell the team. Without a doubt, without a doubt, we need like the Mets, like Steve Cohen coming in. He's the guy who cares about the team and wants them to win championships. And look what he's done so far. And now the Mets are killing it. I feel like John Henry's time has come to an end. He's just not that guy who's all in on the Red Sox anymore. It feels like the Red Sox are like a side investment for him. Just another business thing on the side with the along with the Penguins, along with Liverpool. He definitely cares about Liverpool more than the Red Sox. I think that's pretty evident already. It's just. I think so. It's time for him to move on. It's time to pass down the Red Sox to whoever's next. Like they've had a great run, but like it's just it's over. And I mean, when they hired Heim Bloom, now that now that I think of it, this thought just came to me. I mean, did they hire Heim Bloom because they wanted a guy with with experience in a smaller market just because they're not going to allocate as much funds to the Red Sox anymore? Uh, did they hire a guy that would operate the team with less money? Wow. That is a very, very good point. And I think the answer is yes, based on what we've seen. 100%. Yeah. I mean, they have to prove us wrong at this point because it's been a roller coaster of a season, but this, this was an important season. Um, 
especially off of last year. Like they were two wins away from the World Series and they refused to go all in. And over the offseason, they waited too long with Kyle Schwarber. I mean, just watching the All-Star game right now, Mookie Betts, Andrew Benintendi, and Kyle Schwarber are all All-Stars. Mm-hmm. And Martin, well, Martin Perez is different, but <laughs> Give up you know, th- think about these mistakes that you made. You let Kyle Schwarber walk for nothing because you waited until the lockout. And you knew that if you waited until the lockout before signing him, he was gone. I honestly, Joey, that is an amazing point that I can't believe I didn't think of. Like, think about when things started to go south. It was 2019, right after they were one of the highest payrolls in baseball, above the luxury tax, taking on all those penalties. Then they win the World Series. I can totally see John Henry being like, all right, I spent a ton of money. We got the World Series. Now it's time to bring it all down and make this more of a, a cheap and manageable like expense investment. And so then he brings in a guy. He trades Mookie Betts. He brings in a guy like Heim Bloom who has succeeded in a very small market, and he starts treating the Red Sox like a small market team so that he can save money and not go so far over the luxury tax where he's occur- he's getting penalties. It just makes so much sense. Small market team in one of the biggest markets in baseball. Yep. So, John Henry, if you're listening, if your hearing even works, please sell the team. Please. Sell the team or prove to us that you still care. Yeah, that'd be cool too. You can turn us around and you can be like, all right, you know what? Devers, sign. Bogarts, sign. Let's win World Series. I don't think that's going to happen, but it'd be cool if it did. Sign the two of them and find some some help in the bullpen yeah please yeah please have decent sign just give raffi a blank check and get jake diekman and ryan brazier off my team Mm -hmm. that's all i ask they made progress dfang robles now yes they did just keep going that might have been the most positive thing the red sox have done all season was dfang hansel robles i think that's true yep 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 SeatGeek is the best ticket router out there for all sports, concerts, shows, and more. They make buying tickets easy by grading your ticket price so you know you're getting the best deal. And they provide a view from your seat so you can pick the perfect seats to any event. And guess what, folks? You can get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek by using the promo code DUGOUT. D-U-G-O-U-T. Go watch the Woo Sox. Go watch the Woo Sox are fun. I went to a Woo Sox game a couple weeks ago. It was a blast. They are fun. Way more fun than the Red Sox. Yeah. 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 Uh, anything else that we want to mention about this abysmal team? First of all, it's not first of all. One thing I want to mention, the home run derby last night was absurd. The fact that uh, Julio Rodriguez hits 82 homers and loses to a guy who hit like 60-something or whatever, I think the whole setup of the home run derby is absurd, and Julio Rodriguez should have won that. Super not hot take, but I really miss the out format. Yeah, I was thinking about that today. I would like to see another home run derby with the 10 outs. Because, yeah, it moves slower, but the home run derby has changed from you're trying to hit line drive home runs at pace, just, you know, hit them quick as opposed to, you know, you hit the monster shot. Chris Berman goes back, 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 and it's just an absolute bomb. Think about guys those aren't derbies way back when they were using the out system where Prince Fielder would hit a ball 530 feet or Josh Hamilton hits 26 yeah. home runs with 10 outs. Like, that was way more entertaining yeah. than what we've gotten to now because personally, as a former slash kind of current <laughs> pitcher – Having to throw basic, basically batting perfect batting practice so that your hitter can hit as many home runs as possible in three minutes is very, very stressful. And you have and we've seen him struggle throwing to Acuna yeah. yesterday, who was throwing way out of the zone. And the thing is, Acuna's got to swing because if you're not swinging at pitches, you're wasting time. You're not hitting home runs. With the yeah, outs- I always. You have pitchers who can take their time, 
throw a ball right in the spot where their hitter wants it. And if they don't want it, they don't swing and there's no penalty. I always remember Matt Chapman's dad just could not find the strike zone when he was pitching to him. And mm-hmm. that's just, it's unfair and it's not fun to watch. Another thing I hate about it, this is the biggest thing for me, is the whole bracket format, like going head-to-head like that, doesn't really work for me because you look at the the semifinals in last night's derby, Albert Pujols and Juan Soto against each other. Pujols hit 15, Soto hit 16. Pete Alonso against Julio Rodriguez, Pete hit 23, J-Rod hit 31. Like that's 31 to win versus 16 to win that round. Like it's just, it, it's not even. I really think that it should be whoever hits the most homers is actually the winners. Like it should be round one. Everyone hits homers how many they can with 10 outs or three minutes or whatever. And then the worst two or worst four get cut. And that's the next guys up. Then the people who hit the least homers there are gone. Now it's two against each other. And then whoever out homers each other in that set period of time or outs wins. That'd be so much more entertaining and fair. I agree. Also, I like I like watching Derby because it's fun to watch guys hit bombs. Mm-hmm. I haven't I don't think I've watched the All-Star game in a <laughs> long long time because it doesn't mean anything anymore. I miss the days where the All-Star game dictated home field advantage in the World Series when it meant something. I thought they brought that back. I don't think no. they did. No, I feel like well, I what's cool with that. the all-star that was game stupid, now though. is that yeah, it it was stupid that like that it determined home field for the World Series, but like I would like if there was a kind of a pride like the NBA does it now. The the winner gets like a huge amount of money to a charity of their choice. Like they could yeah. do something like that. I just want them to have something to play for. Right. And especially now with the new thing that they're doing the home run derby as the um as the tiebreaker if it goes to extras. Mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Makes it fun, um, yeah. Yeah. But the one thing, like, in my opinion, why I think they should really bring that back is because it really it is an advantage. The team that wins the All-Star game is the league that has the better players, that is the better league in baseball. They should get home field advantage. That's a good point. Hasn't the AL won, like, the last six years straight? The last time the NL won the All-Star game, Chipper Jones was on the roster. <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> that is insane I, I it's gotta be because of the dh when you think about it like because they have the pitchers are better because they have to face that one extra competitive hitter you have guys who are just built as hitters like dh's like i don't know david ortiz or jd martinez jordan alvarez like they're built as dh's the nl didn't have that so it's interesting now that the nl has a dh as well to see how it's probably not gonna take effect right away but maybe after a couple years how that kind of lines up in the all-star game and maybe the nl starts winning some more games it'll be interesting to see i think the al's up right now three to two that's what i saw they yeah. are i have it on i'm watching it how did uh how slightly did uneventful uh raffi uh walk. walked in his first played appearance and that was it nice yep love to see it yep a random thought Giancarlo Stanton hit an absolute bomb I I miss being a fan of his like I can't cheer for someone that's on the Yankees but I used to love that man he was so fun to watch in Miami yep and he's like he's finally healthy again and he's actually like really fun to watch with the Yankees which kind of sucks it is. Like the Yankees kind of have some likable guys now. Like I like Rizzo. I like Stanton. Nestor. Nestor. I, I low key I mean, love Nestor. <laughs> yeah. Dude's just out there living life right now. He is. He's just out there having fun and he's gross while he does it. And it really yeah. it hurts to watch. I mean, on the bright side, Aaron Judge is probably gonna leave. Thank God. I actually I would enjoy seeing him in another team's uniform because then I could respect. Yeah, yeah, I yeah I would too, but I think that Juan Soto might be a Yankee as well. If we want to continue to be depressed, I think the Yankees have a decent chance of getting Juan Soto. It's guaranteed that he's gone. Every single player, every single year, everyone's like, "Oh, he's going to the Yankees." Manny Machado's going to sign with the Yankees. Bryce Harper's going to sign with the Yankees. No one ever does it. When's the last time that a player like that actually did? 
Yeah, but this is a trade. The Yankees could trade their whole farm system for Juan Soto, and it could work. I mean, that's the thing, though. Will they? Juan Soto, yeah. what? Will they trade their That's They'd true. They'd have to Juan give up system. everyone. Juan Soto. They would have to give up everyone. He deserves money. Like, the Nationals yeah. offered him almost half a billion dollars, and the only problem with it was that it was a 15-year contract, which was less than 30 a year, and he deserves more than that. The he other declined problem, $440 million, and people like us are like, yeah, that makes sense. I would no, too if I were him. That's <laughs> what's crazy. The other problem is that the Nationals offered him this contract at the worst possible time. What are they? Thirty? I think they're thirty-six and or no, they're like they suck. Hold on, I'm I'm actually I'm gonna find this with that amount of money. When you're talking that, that like hundreds of million, I would without a doubt take a hundred million less money just to play for someone other than the Nationals. Play for like a competitive team. They're thirty-one and sixty-three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get me well, the hell. Another out of there. thing with the Juan Soto thing is, you know. He might be the one of the only players who's a better hitter than Devers, but you know they're going to be looking for the same amount of money. So yeah. whatever Soto ends up getting, the Red Sox better yeah. sign Devers before Soto gets his money because that will be used as a benchmark if they don't sign Devers before Soto. And they won't. <laughs> they won't. They probably won't. But it just makes no sense because the longer they wait, the more expensive it gets. But then again, I guess that means the easier it is to come up with an excuse. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Hey, yeah. We got anything else? Um, there's going to be ads on jerseys next year. That sucks. That does suck. I hate everything that's happening. What are we, right the Premier League? World. Come on, boys, tighten it up. I couldn't stand watching the home run derby and they call their little timeout and they just toss in a Papa John's ad. Like there's so many more interesting things you could be doing. Like you, you have 40, 50 all-star players who are really, really cool and interesting there. Talk to them. Just say anything to them. Just give them a mic and see what happens. And that's way more entertaining. They used to do video. Yeah. They used to mic up players while other guys were hitting. You would just watch them. Like they'd be just sitting there watching the derby. And then you see, Oh, that was so and interesting watch a to ball see too. Go 500 feet and it was cool. Watching was players like be fans of other players is the best. Exactly. No. no, ads, money, blah, blah, blah. Everything. I hate everything. Yeah. 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 I am going to go watch the 2018 World Series DVD and cry. So. That's a great idea. That sounds fun. Can I join you? Yeah. Come on over. Let's do it. Cool. See y'all next time on the In the Dugout Podcast.